Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Rick Dukeman movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And this week we're covering Minute 10 of the Burbs, which begins with Art emerging from the bushes with a rifle and ends with Art saying, uh-uh, and reaching for a bowl full of Carol's food. <laughs> this is an interesting minute. <laughs> we got we got a little bit to unpack this minute. This is a an artful minute. We really yeah. get to start finding out what a whack this guy is. That's meat art. Yeah, it is definitely meat art. Because <laughs> uh, a couple minutes ago we had meat Mark, where we had like the minute of his whole walking outside, stepping in the poop, his, and then having a meltdown. Yeah. And now we get to see art and how crazy. Like, if you don't know already that a man walking through the suburbs in the middle of the day with a rifle is not crazy. Granted, it's an air rifle. But as he steps into frame, I think I had this written down later, but I think I'm going to have to talk about it right now. What is he wearing exactly? <laughs> he has on a shirt, which is just a regular, it's like a collar type shirt. Like a red polo shirt, yeah. Like a polo. He's wearing shorts. Yeah. That I am 50% sure are boxer shorts they look like. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they're really not, but they look like boxer shorts. They look like an attempt at the the ones that everybody's wearing now that are plaid, but not. Yeah, but they're not plaid. They look at best like very old man shorts. Yes. At worst, boxers. And then he has the striped socks with the blue <laughs> stripes, the red in the middle, which I realize this is 1989, but I'm almost 100% sure those were pretty much gone by then. I can't imagine how they were ever in. Like, do people think they look good with them socks on? And I'm, I had them when I was a little kid. Too. I don't know. I, that's only because my parents made me wear them. I think. Yeah, and then he's just rocking his sneakers after that. So, yeah. So there's a maniac with a rifle walking through their thing. I mean, we see Art. He has a wedding ring on. So someone has married this psychopath. <laughs> so then, yeah, he's gonna try to. There's an, uh, what is there, a crow up on top of an owl sculpture. Yeah. He's going to try this crow out. Yeah, which is funny for two reasons. Because then he, the whole point of those owl things is to keep birds away. Is to scare the birds away. Yeah. So when he walks out of the bushes, he still has some bush attached. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's wearing a ghillie suit. Like he's a, like he's a Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> he's still got some stuff on there. I guess to hide from the bird. Yeah, I, is he camouflage? I'm not sure, but yeah. or, I don't know he, if he's fooling anybody. <laughs> I don't think so, so. I think that owl is on. You think that's on the Klopek side of that fence? That's what it looks like, right? Because it's the Klopek fence, because you can see the wire running along it. Right. Is it on? I don't know which side of the fence it's actually on. I because thought it. I think it's the Klopek side, which means when he shoots and misses. And hits the owl. That's the first of many things on the Klopex house that will be destroyed by the neighbors. <laughs> I so just tally that up. First thing that gets destroyed, the owl statue. I do think that may be on the Klopex side now that I'm looking at it. Maybe I can remember. I'll try to write down all the stuff they destroy at the Klopex house. Yeah. Owl statue, first one. Or I guess it's whatever it is. Not a statue, but a, what, a ceramic thing? Ceramic, yeah. Okay. So this is one of those where you try to shoot the crow, and he, of course, misses and pulls the head off the owl. 
The crow's squawking at him the whole time, yeah. too, like, antagonizing him. <laughs> and when the shot goes off, it's not an air rifle shot. It sounds like a crack of a real rifle. <laughs> and the head blows clean off of the L. <laughs> Mouse, like, doesn't put a hole in it, doesn't break it off, blows the head clean off. Yeah, <laughs> obliterates it. Like, uh, Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> so that cuts back into Ray's house. And uh, first thing I notice, the TV's back on. <laughs> It is. I yeah. see it. Same cartoon, too. Felix the Cat. Yeah, it's Felix the Cat, which I'm assuming is on because there was no rights issues. It was probably free. That's probably, yeah, public domain. Yeah. And then Ray takes him outside and says, Art's got a gun. <laughs> yeah, Art's got a gun. Which she reacts to, I mean, a little, mildly. Yeah. But it doesn't seem, maybe it's not that out of character. Probably not the first time in this neighborhood you said, well, so-and-so's got a gun. Right, like, that's well, possible. It must be Wednesday. It seems like he's going outside just to see what's going on, not because Art's got a gun. So now, Art has missed this, the crow while it was in a stationary position. His second thought is he's going to shoot it while it's in flight. <laughs> while it's flying by, yeah. He starts <laughs> taking pop shots at it. <laughs> so he's already missed once more since they've been inside. And he misses again and shoots out. Ray's porch light. Well, when he, when Ray walks out and says Art, it looks like Art turns around and shoots at him. It <laughs> <laughs> just shoots blows out his porch light. So I won't tally that up because it's Ray's thing that gets destroyed. Right. But we're not very far in this movie, and these guys are destroying property left and right. <laughs> Already. He's shoot, yeah, he's shooting out porch lights. You got one guy running down yelling at his old neighbor. He's throwing coffee at the paper boy. <laughs> Again, having not met who the supposed bad neighbors are, you're already starting to figure out who the bad neighbors are. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's horrible. Everybody but the club packs, because all they're doing is making noise in their house. They're not yeah, they're, and they're, they don't uh, take care of their lawn. Yeah, who cares? They don't mow their lawn. Yeah. I mean, I guess out of the group, you have to assume Ricky is the best so far, but only because... <laughs> He's not outwardly doing horrible stuff. He's just encouraging them to do it. How early in the morning would it have been when he blasted them speakers, though? I mean, it's got to be pretty early because they're eating breakfast. Breakfast, right. That's what I mean. He's blasted an air guitar, and so he's not a great person either. Yeah, it's probably – I'm going to go ahead and guess here. It seems like maybe not a weekend – but definitely like a vacation thing. I mean, I would say nine, maybe. That's what I was thinking. Eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah. So that, after he nearly kills him, and Ray's like rubbing what maybe like you know shrapnel off of his face. <laughs> Art wants to come in and have a little bit to eat. He just like nothing even happened. Hey, hi, Ray. Are you eating in there? Yeah. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Some of the things that he uh, he eats, he eats pancakes, sausage, bacon, toast. And they're OJ. And that's just in this minute. Cause that's in, in this minute. Because <laughs> there's more. <laughs> yeah, that's just in this minute. When when they um, switch to the house, they show them switching a plate up. He's already finished the plate of pancakes and taking a plate of meat. Yeah. I think, is he, I think he's eating the pancakes with his hand, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Well, he's definitely eating the sausage because he uses it as a pointer a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got the rifle now, and he says he's talking about how his wife wants him to shoot a couple of the crows. Yeah. I'm wondering if she's hoping, just wanting the neighborhood with a rifle, maybe he'll get gunned down by police. 
<laughs> Maybe she's just trying to get rid of him. Because um, we'll never meet his wife. You got to wonder what type of woman that is. Yeah. Now, there's two types who she could be. Is she crazy like him, or she's super normal, and she's just able to put up with his nonsense? <laughs> yeah. I'd say crazy like him though. She's got him out there shooting at crows with it. Maybe she maybe she just said get rid of them crows and he yeah. went and got his own gun though. No, that's possible. Yeah. Did she really say go out and pop a couple of them or kill them? She was probably like, you think you can just go out and buy something to make them go away? Like maybe an right. owl statue. <laughs> Not blow up the neighbor's owl statue. Yeah. Don't shoot the neighbor's owl statue. Don't almost kill our neighbors as <laughs> you're in their yard shooting stuff. <laughs> and then uh. His wife's name is Suzette, by the way. Yeah, he says Suzette. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a crazy name. Yeah. Uh, no offense to any Suzettes that are yeah. listening. <laughs> right, we, just, we just lost our Suzette demographic. Our one Suzette there. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Maybe you can throw some racial slurs around, too, see if we can lose some of those people. We make fun of some handicap like you did in the last minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he says, why don't you go up and hang out with her and her mother? He just says, hey, I'm eating here. <laughs> yeah, like he's going to get Which, sick. <laughs> I mean, he makes no bones about it in this movie and in this minute that he sort of hates his wife and yeah. everything about her. Well, he's like, can you imagine if me and the two of them alone for a week? <laughs> That's no, great. Says, I'd rather chew broken glass. And like, <laughs> and like I said before, like I have stolen that from this movie, and I will say it when somebody brings up something that I don't want to do. Or something I don't want to be involved with. I just say, <laughs> I'd rather chew broken glass. And this movie is, well, a lot of people know this movie. It's far enough under the radar when you use that line, nobody catches it. That yeah, you could actually get it yourself. You made it up. Yeah. It's not exactly a <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite thing where everybody's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You say that, <laughs> you and everyone else who has ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's great that you used that, that line. Oh, did I not write this down? Okay, so that's okay. That's where it ends. I, I couldn't remember exactly where the minute ends. It ends with him saying, "Uh-uh, like I'm not going up there." And then he starts reaching for a bowl that Carol's walking by with. We'll, he just reaches we'll, talk, in. we'll talk about later what's going on with the bowl. Right, but he just kind of reaches in. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, he's already eaten them out of house and home. Yeah. Because you see a lot of food going away, and Ray didn't eat any of it. No, she's clearing dishes, a, a lot of dishes, and Ray's just sitting there scratching his head with a pencil the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Because although I'm sure Art's his friend, and, you know, maybe he's fun to hang around with, you can just tell it's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's exhausting. And I think the thought of him, or maybe they haven't discussed it yet, but when he realizes he's going to be off the whole same week as this guy, <laughs> he seems like a, is this is he a one He's a one-night-a-week friend. Like, you can't handle that guy five nights a week. No. Yeah. You, your wife would throw him out, too. There's, okay. They're not going to let him stay there. First of all. This is already a parallel universe where my wife would be feeding this idiot. Right. It'd be like, hey, it'd be one thing, if you had food that was already cooked and sitting out, I guess maybe, but like to keep bringing food to him? No. Well, maybe she's just trying to get rid of all the food that uh, Ray doesn't want to eat. <laughs> well, she cooked enough for 11 people. <laughs> exactly. Knowing that, obviously suspecting he already wasn't going to eat, your other person is a child, and you. Well, they don't feed that kid anyway, so. <laughs> well, he's eating a... Uh, he was eating gremlins. He was eating his gremlin cereal. He was cereal. eating gremlin cereal. He walks by a few times with different pieces of fruit and a piece of fruit later, yeah. too. I think that was just he wanted to uh, – he just wanted to be on camera. 
I mean, so like I said, this is the quite possibly the greatest Rick Dukeman movie ever made, which is possible, it may be. Yeah, raise a glass to Rick Dukeman. He was from uh, 1952 to 2051. 2015, he passed away last year. Wow. His thing says he was once an overweight comic from Canada. Um, I saw him in the Burbs. He was a stand-up comic. Right, you told me that before. It, he, you you had a DVD or something, didn't you say? Yeah, he oh, DVD. <laughs> please, oh, yes. please, yes, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so I taped. He had a one-hour comedy show on HBO that I taped. Oh, okay. If, if you can get your hands on, besides the fact that the material is obviously out of date, because it's about the material in it is about Clinton running for president. Oh Bill wow! Clinton running for president. <laughs> so I think it's like ninety ninety one maybe. But it's really funny. He was a great stand-up. I don't know if he's well, this movie. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He really he carries the. Ray is funny. Tom Hanks is funny. But he's straight man funny. He's got some goofy stuff, but he's the straight man basically. He's definitely straight man in this movie. And Bruce Dern's really funny, but he's more like chuckle funny. Yeah. Like he's got he's right in the pocket of what he needs to be for his guy. Art's got to do a lot of the over the top heavy lifting. Right. And he also has to move the plot along a lot, too. Yeah, definitely. That, like, let's go to their house. Let's go do this. Yeah, he kept, he's the one with all the bad ideas. Oh, yeah. He's definitely, <laughs> if he's not on the street, this doesn't happen. Yeah, no, that would have never happened without him. So I'm going through his stuff kind of real quick. He was um, popped in for a cup of coffee on Moonlighting and 227. He was in Max Headroom. Um, to get to something people probably have seen him, he's in Spaceballs. What did you say about Max Hedrum? He was in Max Hedrum. He was Mauler. Oh, like that TV show, that terrible TV show. I remember now. Yeah. He was in Spaceballs. He's a prison guard. If you remember that scene where they um they show up in the Winnebago towards the end, and there's two guards there, and Bill Pullman and John Candy um, kick both their asses and take their stuff. I do remember, yeah. I remember yeah, that part. That one is Rick Dukeman, the one that John Candy takes his stuff. Wow. So he's the one that John Candy takes his stuff. I'm going to look for him next time. If I, he you know, next up in a lot of movies. I mean, very small roles usually. Like, this is a huge role for him. Uh, he shows up in, he's in Die Hard, the original Die Hard. He's the guy that cuts the power. Really? He's the city worker, and the FBI's like, cut the power, and he's like, um, I can't do that. It's going to knock out, like, 10 city locks. I can picture him in that. Like, no, like, cut the power. You cut it now. He's like, oh, okay, and he cuts the power, and that moves the plot along in that. Yeah. Um, he's, in, he's in Little Monsters. I don't remember from that. No. He's, in the, he's, he's, in the he's probably. Uh, he's in Navigator C2A. I do not remember him from Hunter October. I'm thinking he's on the American Destroyer, or I don't think he's on the Subs. I think he's in like one of the surface ships. That's too deep even for me. That's pretty um, bad. But uh, here's another one where you would have seen him. Gremlins 2, he's in. He, wow. ca- he catches them when uh, Billy and the girl, they go down to do something. They got to knock out the power or whatever they got to do. He's the security guard that catches them. And then one of the gremlins jumps on his face and starts biting his nose. I remember that scene. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, he's the, he's the guard. He's in The Last Boy Scout. He's the pool owner. I think he's the owner of the pool they drive a car into. I know the, that scene with the pool, you know, with the car. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't look up any of this stuff. This is me just trying from memory to remember what stuff he was in. 
Oh, wow. Which is bad enough that I'm getting any of these. He's an Encino man. And he's in Groundhog Day. He's Gus. I think he's just one of the guys at the bar. Or at the restaurant or the diner. I haven't seen Groundhog Day in a while either. It's been a while. Loaded Weapon 1. He's DA. Uh, a lot of people were in Loaded Weapon 1. That's a, a cameo fest there. Yeah. Here's, here's another cameo fest. He's in The Last Action Hero. This one I do remember him from. Did you see Last Action Hero? Yes. Um, do you remember the Ripper? He's the bad guy. The throne. He has like the, the sickle. Yeah. yeah. He's the Ripper's agent. When he's supposed to be walking the red carpet, he's like, what are you doing out here dressed as your person? He ends up getting killed. I don't remember that part at all. Yeah, he's I was only like a one-minute scene. He's in Blank Jack. He was on Garfield and Friends. <laughs> I'm trying to say. It doesn't say who he was. The stand-up mouse. Dream Doctor. He was in NYPD Blue. Murphy Brown for an episode. I wonder if he was, uh, he was the butcher. I was going to say, I wonder if he was a uh, secretary. Um, oh, here's the other one. This is probably the last one anybody would know him from. In Scary Movie, he's Cindy's dad. Really? He's, he's the main character's dad. He's the one that, at the very end, he ends up getting tied up. But before he leaves, he tells her to, hot, to watch his drugs for him. Uh, and to make sure that it gets cut with baking soda, not, baking soda, not baking powder. I don't remember him in that at all. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. He was in this movie. He was in Harbor Man... Polly Shore is dead. Is this the same movie he was in Back by Midnight? Oh my god, it's all that movie. You probably should just... 2004, he's in a movie called Back by Midnight. It's his last movie. Starring Rodney Dangerfield. Really? I've never heard of it. Uh, did you hear the year? 2004. When's the last time you saw a Rodney Dangerfield movie? Yeah, uh, it was, it was um, 2004. It's, it's not good. Uh, Brian Dangerfield obviously cannot act anymore at this point. Uh, right. I think um, Paul Rodriguez might be in it. I don't know. I saw it. It is a, uh, it is a horrible train wreck. But I watched it because Brian Dangerfield was in it. <laughs> Sometimes they're fun, the horrible train wreck. So. Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't do a whole lot. I think he owned a company with his brother or something. They owned like a bike store or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you could seek out his stand-up comedy, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I would like to see that. I will. Actually, as much as I say that I stole, I got to, you know, it makes me, it's uh, like chewing broken glass. Yeah. I stole some stuff from his comedy show, too, but I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So I don't catch you sometimes? You, spray you don't catch me. And uh, <laughs> it's possible. Maybe it's not good. Maybe it's a little inappropriate for our, our family friendly podcast. Okay. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly uh, some of the stuff's R-rated, and maybe some of it's past there. Oh, uh, even worse, though. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, unless you have any more notes. No notes. No notes. <laughs> all right, well, then, uh, thanks for joining us for the Burbs uh, Minute Podcast. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, see if we've posted anything lately. Check out our blogger. Um, I'm supposed to put show notes on there and maybe links to stuff we talked about. Like, maybe I'd put a link to his some of his stand-up. Am I going to remember that? Maybe. You never know. Maybe we'll be there. <laughs> Hopefully. No guarantees. Yeah. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That'd be wonderful. Um, if you just need, need more content from me, but you don't want to hear my dumb voice, you can go to on Amazon. I wrote a book, The Dawn of Mars. You can read it. If you uh, don't want to read because that's too much work, there's an audio version of it. Don't worry. I don't read it. I listened to the audio version myself. Yes, I, I know you did. 
<laughs> I know you're not going to read that. <laughs> you're not capable of reading. All right. So, uh, what else do I want to plug here? So, if you uh, like the minute podcast uh, formula, why don't you pop over and check out the Indiana Jones minute? I think they're, I think they're just wrapping up Raiders. So I am definitely looking forward to doing that one. That, like I said, we talked about another Spielberg one that does this. Spielberg packs so much into his movies that they got a lot to work with in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I pity them if they go all the way to the fourth movie. I mean, more power to you if you do the Crystal Skull, but the first I mean, movie are all excellent. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get a minute where it's just two people arguing in any of them, so. Or, well, yeah, but, or two and a half minutes of it anyway. <laughs> two and a half minutes. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's quiet minutes in those, but even, I mean, you, a quiet minute in Indiana Jones is going to have a John Williams score under it, so. Right, so you're so good. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Um, I don't know. Do I have any advice this week? Don't carry rifles through your neighborhood, and uh, make sure you stay safe, neighbors. Yeah.